Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Great Iron Zero's podcast. Look at me when you're talking to me! I can't. Um, it's episode 65. It's currently 117.23. Uh, we just wrapped up Wild Card Weekend. What a weekend it was. How did you like it, Al? Uh, yeah, we kind of get into it. I think it was probably the more lackluster slate of games for the playoffs, but there was some. There was definitely some juicy stuff to talk about for sure. How'd you like that? I opened the intro the same way I opened the next segment. <laughs> As so, yeah, the, just so you guys know, this podcast is a little all over the place. Surprisingly, uh, we are way le- way less with it right now at six thirty p.m. than we were recording at <laughs> seven week. seven o'clock in the morning seven last week. So go figure uh, that one. I am know. a little unhinged this episode. Uh, fair warning. Uh, we get into wildcard weekend uh, divisional round preview in the first segment. Follow the money follows, obviously, and then uh, we turn uh, what's what's like I was saying like turn shit, our attention shit into silk. I don't know. That, that is not an expression. Some some expression like that. I can't remember what the exact one is, but we do that with the line segment. We we turn shit into silk during the line segment. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, I can't remember what the expression is, but that is certainly not it. Anyway, lion lion segment is um, it's something. We it's, we we literally our our headlines are like Dan Campbell was on the Manning cast and Ben Johnson's being interviewed. So if you want if you want to skip this week, that's fine. Uh, that section of the podcast, anyways. We, we do have a hypothetical DeAndre Hopkins trade. <laughs> Out of the out of the blue, not sure how we got there. We really but. didn't even focus on the repercussions of Ben Johnson leaving. We like turn it into a whole other conversation. So uh, enjoy. <laughs> Okay, Al, what'd you think of Wild Card Weekend? Uh, probably the lamest slate of games of the playoffs, but it was still very entertaining. Yeah, right. I yeah. was uh, I was very down on this uh, this weekend. I I didn't think we were going to see too many good games, uh, but the two that we thought were going to be good, uh, which I would say Jacksonville, Los Angeles, and Minnesota and New York, were both very good, uh, but. Who else played? Uh, t- t- Tampa, Dallas, <laughs> and uh, Niners, Hawks. Dog so. shit. Uh, Bengals and Ravens was oh, that not too. terrible. That, was, that that game was better than I thought it would be, to yeah. be honest. It was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Um, I was reminded Sunday before the game how many uh, players from the Ravens were out uh, yeah, can, can the we, previous Sunday. Can we just start here? Because with, with the Ravens, uh, hot take. I think they might have won that game if they had Lamar. Oh, I would, I would guess so. Because the Bengals were uh, kind of hit with injuries pretty bad, and it was a much closer game even with Tyler Huntley than I thought it would be. And I mean, really, that game is seventeen seventeen, and a freak play happens. Right, a play that you know you play that game fifty times, it probably happens three or four. It's not going to happen with Lamar Jackson. No, probably. I mean, uh, you probably go a different play call there when you have Lamar Jackson, right? You got to get him out open in space. You don't line him up directly under center and do like a QB sneak like that when you have Lamar. So probably not. I just thought on the whole, um, yeah, it it was more telling to me for the Bengals because, you know, the last couple weeks been riding high on them. Uh, I think everyone – and their brother thought that they would come and win this game pretty handily. I thought there would be more of a steamroll on, on their part. I thought that they would go in and take care of business and and keep uh, keep going here. But but I gotta say, them versus Buffalo uh, going into next week here now is like a little. That's anybody's game. I know. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like they're not the two superpower like Jugger. powerhouse yeah, juggernauts that I thought they were going to be when they met up in mm-hmm. this game. They're both they both have problems. Uh, this other game we even talked about was Buffalo Miami. That was that was a perfect segue, Al. Um, that game was honestly, I think that game was a great summary of the Bills' season up to date. Um, 
it should not have been a game remotely. No. Um, you, you look at Skylar Thompson's stat line, their rushing yards were, wasn't good. Their offense couldn't move the ball, but the Bills just kept shooting themselves in the foot. I want to say I, I kind of preemptively called this a little bit because last week on the show I was saying maybe this is an opportunity for Mike McDaniel to show his coaching wizardry and really make this a game even though everyone's got a huge spread and this is going to be a blowout. Like, I think that's kind of what happened, you know? I think it's a similar situation where, look, they, they were they were in this game for a majority of the game. And they had a chance to go tie it until uh, McDaniel couldn't get a play call out and they got a false start. Yeah, yeah, it, it fell apart. It, it fell, fell apart. apart. But, but you're, yeah, you're making a face like it's, uh, is this more of a situation of the Bills being kind of lackluster rather than the Dolphins over delivering or is it a little a little b uh i guess i would say a little a little b i think it's more so um i think i guess i would say it's more b i think it was more of the dolphins defense like backs up against the wall we need to make some plays because on allen's picks they were both good plays by the DB. Two picks, right? Two picks. Uh, and then on the sack fumble, I feel like it kind of – we kind of saw the Josh Allen hero ball trying to do too much. Yeah, I But agree. at the same time, he didn't have a whole lot of time to think. So, I mean, he tried to get out of the sack, which Josh Allen is one to do, and it's worked many times. But then it went the other way and gave seven points to Miami. It's kind of why I'm starting to have – reservations about the bills at this point is because you can't put it on him every single game. Yeah. And I know it's the postseason and you got to do what you got to do to win. But like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be enough against the Bengals or the chiefs. If they, you know, like go past that, like, cause I don't, I don't think there's any way the chiefs are going to lose the Jaguars, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, I just don't think it's a sustainable strategy for the postseason. but like, it is their strategy. So at this point, yeah. Honestly, so. I mean, Allen, his deep ball was spot on this past Sunday. It looked so good. Um, so I mean, the offense still seems to be clicking. Even with three turnovers, they put up thirty-four. The defense got some turnovers, which was expected. Um, Miami put up a good fight, but at the end of the day, I feel like the Bills kept them, kept the Dolphins in that game. Um, more so than the Dolphins were keeping themselves in it. And I don't know, like, uh, opposite of the Ravens without Lamar, I don't know if the, if the Dolphins would have won this with Tua. I really don't know, to be honest. The big plays that we've come to see from the Dolphins were there on Sunday, too. Uh, it's just, honestly, I don't think the wide receivers are making them. Obviously, we can all point a finger to one play in particular with Jalen Waddle, um, wide open, uh, probably would have been a touchdown, uh, or at least inside the Bills' red zone. Um, any idea on why he might have jumped? No. <laughs> I I could not believe that. He, um, he jumped to go catch a ball where he clearly did not have to jump. Honestly, it was, for Skylar Thompson, a pretty well-thrown ball. Uh it was just very shocking. So I, I, I think I agree with your statement. I don't know if they win that game with Tua, but I don't put that on Skylar Thompson either. I, I kind of put that on the, the wide receivers. Regardless, though, first two games here, the favorite, the consensus picks, both get it done. They move on. Uh, another consensus pick. I'm just kind of going all over the board here. Yeah, uh, take me on your journey. Niners. Uh, easy. This thing was kind of a bloodbath, a little bit. For the most part. Uh, another... Seahawks put up a good fight in the first half, I will yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. But the, by the time you see the final score, uh, not yeah, so good. Not so good. Uh, another great game from Brock Purdy. Uh, I think people are buying his stock very high at the moment, and it's hard not to believe in it after seeing a performance like this in the playoffs and Christian McCaffrey looking excellent. Debo looking excellent defense elite. Um, I, to me, I mean, this is the kind of game that, you know, I, I was thinking it would be a lot closer. I thought it would be a scrappy divisional game where the Seahawks, you know, they leave nothing on the table here and, 
it's a little closer and I think everyone was being a little too, a little too generous for the Niners, but nope, I just got to put my place and it's definitely, uh, definitely a game that Niners just showed that they're the class of the NFC right there with the Eagles. I think the two of them in the championship is pretty much a guarantee at this point. I don't know. I feel like it is. Those, uh, Brock Purdy or Jimmy G talks are going to get real spicy over these next couple of weeks, especially with Dallas in town after what they just did to a shitty Tampa Bay team. I'm sure everybody's overvaluing the Dallas Cowboys now, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, I I don't I don't really think there's going to be much of a conversation to be honest at this point. I th- I think Brock Purdy, you're going to ride with him. Honestly, um, shout out to Jake who uh, who mentioned this in the chat. Really, I feel like a lot of people could play quarterback for the 49ers. Um, not taking any away, anything away from Brock Purdy, but he is certainly set up for success. Well, that's uh, that's the that's the intrigue with Trey Lance is that he's potentially a dude with a unique, elite physical skill set, and you put him in a Kyle Shanahan offense, and like it could be something crazy. That's what everyone was thinking and hoping for. Brock Purdy's seemingly more of just a generally good passer i think yeah but i think he's been showing that he's capable of running this offense like really well and i mean that's the kind of the knock on jimmy g right it's just like availability is a big part of it and like jimmy played pretty well in this offense for a while nothing like nothing earth shattering for most of it but when he's there he could execute it well and i think brock purdy is that plus and he's you know under contract for a couple of years dirt cheap seventh round dirt draft cheap. choice um so it's really intriguing it's definitely an interesting spot for them to be in especially i think uh i, I believe seattle was the first game that purdy started so that would be five games in a row now but to your point al uh oh wow they have really been putting up numbers all season i was gonna say you know it looks like the offense is working a lot better with Purdy than it did with Garoppolo. But honestly, I mean, Garoppolo is putting up, you know, roughly 27 to 30 points a game. But with Purdy, um, their last five games, they put up 21 against the Seahawks in Seattle. So not easy. Uh, 37, 37, 38, 41. I, I'll just leave it at this. Uh, you have Jimmy G, who I feel like has a clear ceiling. He's injury prone. He's on an expiring deal. And even if he came back, he'd be coming back from, you know, injury. He's he's long gone. Yeah. And you have Brock Purdy, on the other hand, seventh round Mr. Relevant draft pick, playing just as well as Jimmy G, if not better. And he's got all the upside in the world. So uh, I'm riding with the hot hand there. Uh, I completely agree. I, I think uh, the 49ers are currently the team to beat in the NFC. We have not seen it with the Eagles these last right, couple of so weeks. Ready. Um, how about we move over to probably the most exciting game for this past weekend? Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars come back from 27 to nothing um, and go on to defeat the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, not only was it uh, 27 to nothing, I believe, in, at halftime. Uh, it was also a five, uh, a plus five turnover differential for the Chargers as well. Yeah, this was a game that uh, we were watching together, and then mm-hmm. decided, uh, "Oh, this game is a blowout, boring, fuck this." So we stopped watching it. And then I get home a little while later, and I pop it back on in the fourth quarter, and the Jags are <laughs> only down by ten, yep. and I'm like, "Oh, they're coming back." they're going to win this thing. Like, like no question. Like chargers are charging at, at their top it, it levels. Was truly the most classic chargers playoff game. So this, this one is interesting to talk about for a lot of reasons. Um, may, number one is like seeing Jacksonville advance in the playoffs for the first time in a while. is kind of fun. That's exciting. Well, they went to the AFC championship in 2017. That Dude, that was like a hundred years ago at this point. <laughs> All right. They Blake Bortles. It's been a while since they were fun to watch and advance in the postseason. Well, fine. That's number one. Number two, uh, it is clear as day to me now that Justin Herbert is just Matthew Stafford and on the Chargers. Well, that's what it is to me at this point. It's the same thing. 
who knows what changes. Uh, but I, I believe the reports are out in Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, who was Stafford's coordinator for a while. He got fired. Is out. Yeah. So he um, gone. That will be very interesting. Um, it is very unfortunate for Herbert. Uh, he does not have much time left on his rookie contract deal, and um, there is nothing to show for it. Yeah, not, not a single playoff win. Um, but you know what? He's he, but like with him, don't don't you feel like he's got to be part of the problem with this game too? Like mm-hmm. you were up by a ton of points. Just go score again, one or two more times, and they're and they're they're home free. They all half to to work with. I agree to a certain degree. Uh, Patrick Mahomes would would have done that. I I did see a stat. You got to remember, you know, he's running the plays that are called. Uh, his average yards per attempt in the second half was four point three. I believe I'm almost positive I saw a tweet about that, and that's probably the reason why Joe Lombardi got fired, uh, is because that is. They took their foot off the gas. I yeah. think it's more so on coaching. Oh, no, it is 100% okay. more so on them. I'm just saying, isn't Herbert also a little to blame here? He can't uh, be completely off scot-free. Did he turn the ball over in the second half? I don't think he did. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that, Al. I'm sorry to say. Not saying he's the whole problem. Just saying that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have done that. Josh Allen, as much as we talk about, they're putting too much on him. He probably would have put at least one more scoring drive, even if he had to force it in there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just, I just see him as Matthew Stafford, clear as day, right now. I, Same I, thing. I definitely don't uh, disagree with that statement. I feel like that's very true. My, uh, and you know, honestly, I, I just, I can't fathom how this hasn't happened yet. Brandon Staley has got to get the boot after this game. Yeah, I don't I don't know how he hasn't already. It's very odd. Seeing Joe Lombardi get fired makes me think that he won't. Yeah. Because they needed a finger point. Scapegoat. Yep. Right. Um but yeah, I mean it there's been problems uh for a lot of his tenure, his his short tenure so far. And yeah, we I mean you touched on it. Justin Herbert has a very small window at this point of being a cheap you know, young QB, like a year or two from now, hell, he could go to them in the off season and say, pay me. If, he he really could. And oh yeah. like, he needs a contract extension and they're, they're screwed if, if that happens because they've got so much money tied up in JC Jackson, Khalil Mack. Uh, who else did they sign this off season? I mean, they're gonna have to pay Bosa. They're gonna have to pay if Bosa, they did not ready, I don't even know. I, I think they Mike did. Williams, they paid last off season. I mean, they just like, they needed, they needed contract to cash in. The need to cash in on this, and especially in a year where the AFC West, everyone was talking about how it's going to be a gun show all year, and really the Chiefs were the only people they even had to worry about. Mm-hmm. And like they got in, and who knows where the Raiders and the and the Broncos are going to be in a year, two years? Who knows? Maybe they turn the ship around. I don't think so, but it's a possibility. So they really, really uh, screwed themselves over in this game, and it's, it has a lot of implications for for them going forward. I think, and I'll be curious to see how their next uh, couple months go here. My uh, my other big thing with Brandon Staley was uh, on that second to last drive that Jacksonville had. Um, Joey Bosa, uh, oh, yeah. extremely frustrated with his emotions, slams his helmet on the ground, gets a 15-yard penalty uh, on the extra point. That loses them the game. <laughs> For, uh, I don't you know, know. Doesn't help. It, it moved the ball up from the two to the one, which, like, it's a difference, but they were not going to go for two. No, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, it makes us, they can go tie the it, game and with no, the field no, goal. Win, win the game with the oh, game. sorry. Yeah. Win yeah. the game with the field goal, not tie it but and send it to overtime. Here's, here's my issue with this. So he slams his helmet on the ground, gets the flag. Brandon Staley picks up the helmet, hands it back to him. And then he slams it again on the sideline. Um, and then he's done for the night. So if, any other scenario, I agree with Staley's decision. Not the playoffs. Not not your season on the line drive. You don't bench your best player with the season on the line. 
I don't care. You swallow your pride and you give your whole team the best chance to win the game. I'm thinking you you tell them you go out there and make up for that shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like yeah that that really hurt. I mean, I that really hurt us. You know what I, I mean? I probably wouldn't even say anything because Joey Bosa is a big big scary man. <laughs> no, for sure. And would snap Brandon Staley like a twig. Oh, that's <laughs> come on. Um, but. That's like that's I know like, what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it it is you know Patrick Mahomes has a fit on the sideline and the season's on the line and Andy Reid doesn't send Patrick Mahomes out there. He's not gonna send Chad Henney out there to finish like, the day. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Like that that made absolutely no sense to me. That right there, I feel like was a fireable defense. Benching your best player uh, when the season's on the line. That crazy. Are are we going? Are we gonna like? Are we planning to touch on all all the wild card action, or just kind of the highlights here? Because there's... I would say just kind of the highlights. Okay, then, uh, then I want to talk about Dallas for two seconds. Mm-hmm. I just want to give them their flowers. Uh, Ooh, yuck! I know it doesn't feel good, uh, but good for them for just taking care of business and Dak playing a really good game. Mike McCarthy constantly under scrutiny all the time and they just go there and take care of business. I mean this this had all the all the classic signs of a Dallas one and done implosion. Right yeah. And uh I'm not saying that they're different. I'm not saying they're gonna go in a Super Bowl. I'd be very surprised if they beat the Eagles. I don't think that's going to happen. I'd be very surprised if they beat the 49ers. Oh sorry, Niners, Niners. Um yeah. So just kudos to them real quick. Uh does Brady retire? No. Oh God, that was so painful to watch. Does he go to somewhere else? Yeah, the okay. the, the wheels are already turning. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't let that team back in the playoffs next year. Three teams, three teams are uh, popping up on Las the radar. Vegas, San Fran, San Fran, New Orleans, Miami, Miami. God, still, yeah. I wouldn't want him at this point if I'm Miami. We had all off season to talk about it. Let's. Oh, uh, God. Let's uh, um, let's move into another game that I actually would like to talk about a little bit. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, can I? I'm just going to cut you off real quick. Yep. I would love to give you your spotlight. Um, okay. Let's throw it back to last week's episode when uh, yeah. uh, took some time out of his uh, podcast minutes to uh, tell you about how fraudulent one team was and how disgusting it was that they were in the playoffs. How they're a bunch of sacks of shit. How uh, he would beat all of them in the race. Um, he punched one of their kids uh, in the balls. I mean, he really just popped off on this team. Lions fans, it's all right. And it turns out that he was in the right for doing all of those things. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Al, take it away. That's the team I want to talk about next. The fraudulent imposters, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to let you cook here for a minute. You know what? The thing is, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, thank you for teeing me up and, and, and you know, boosting me up like that. But but honestly, I mean, it's just business as usual. I, 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 will say that, I will say that there was the play calling towards the end of the game was astonishingly terrible. Uh, especially on that last drive, uh, why why was there so many lousy tight end screen passes at the end of the game? Like, similarly to the Chargers, like your season's on the line, and it came down to one fourth down conversion. We all knew it wasn't going to hit. It didn't hit. Kirk Cousins says it's the toughest loss of his career. I, you know what, man? If I'm a Vikings fan. I, I, I just I don't even know what you want at this point. I really don't because like they're they're the team. It's just like they're just they're only going to get there. They're only going to get in the postseason. They're never going to go past it with this current setup. And I don't think it all should be put on him because some days he is great. He had a good game. He some really days did. he is great, but the defense also was fell apart. Yeah, horrible. I mean, I don't know, man. There's there's just lots of head scratchers with this one and and. But it's all we saw clear as day. I mean, we, we, everyone knew that they were frauds. I can't believe you haven't said it. There's a four-word phrase that you just you need to take advantage of right now. 
Well, why don't you go ahead and do it for me? I told I would... you so. Well, I mean, like nobody was combating you on it, but yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a super hot take. I think I think everyone was kind of like, oh yeah, that's fair. all right. Well, that's very fair. Daniel Jones looked great. He looked great. Um, Saquon a nice game, running the ball all over the place, throwing dimes, Danny dimes. Uh, it's hilarious how this is basically every good Giants team now. That's yeah. like they have a mid quarterback who just pops off in the playoffs. yeah yeah and a good and a good coach, yeah. good running game. Good Feel, defense. Feels very classic Giants. So yeah. Um kudos to them for winning because man, that I'm 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 excited to see them advance. I would be asleep if I'd watch the Vikings play anymore this yeah. year. I, I will uh I do want to go back to your uh take on the play calling, uh, which I thought was uh abysmal in the final two minutes, final yeah. three minutes. Uh how you have Justin Jefferson on your roster. <laughs> And you don't even take a shot towards him. One time, one time in the final three minutes, it makes absolutely no sense. How about the second to last drive where they come out and they do a dump off to Dalvin Cook for a negative two, and then they come back and run a t uh, a tight end screen to TJ Hawkinson for a gain of two. I I mean, yeah. You're pigeonholing yourself. Do anything to get him open. I, I obviously you're you're getting he's getting blanketed all game, but surprise him with a KJ Osborne dart. I mean that dude has been randomly getting open all year, and like I don't know. It didn't it didn't stop them from throwing to Jefferson in Buffalo. He made some of the best plays of the season in the, Buffalo. See that yeah, that's the kind of that's the level I think I was hoping for. Yeah, to watch them play because like that Buffalo game at the beginning of the year or like, you know, early on in the year, that was one of the best games of the year. Oh, 100%. And like, I was like, okay, uh, brand new Vikings. Let's watch this. Like this, this will be fun to watch. And yeah, there was, there was none of that like urgency or like, it just felt like, I don't know. I felt like they just, they knew that they were going to lose playing this game. I don't know. It all fell apart in a, in a such a predictable fashion. You know, I, I know it wasn't the play call to do this, but on that fourth and eight, you know, you you look back to that Buffalo game, and you had that fourth and long, almost I almost want to say it was like fourth and twenty for them. And he said, "Fuck it, Justin's down there somewhere. I'm gonna heave a pass to him." And he makes this miraculous catch. They convert the get, uh, they convert it, and and they go on to win the game. I know it, it didn't happen. It was squirrely. Yeah, it was squirrely way to win the game. But how you have a fourth and eight. And Cousins doesn't have the mindset to just say, screw it. I'm going to just toss it up to Justin and hope he makes a play. Because it's it's because it's not in his DNA in this situation. I guess so. That's, I mean, it's, and he does a dump off the hawk. It's a microcosm of, of him as a as a NFL passer. It's like, that's why primetime 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is always the GOAT. It's because he it's 1 o'clock. It's a home game. Well, that one was in Buffalo. No, no, I'm talking about just in general. Oh, okay. Like, it's it's like he's kind of like more like fuck it, like yeah. whatever. And then as soon as it's a primetime situation or a situation with stakes, it's like he like tenses up and doesn't take the shots, doesn't take the chances, does two yard screens to TJ Hawkinson, and like that's no good in the playoffs. I know, I know there's a good chance he'll turn the ball over if you if you take shots from time to time, but like you got to do it. That's what I mean. I didn't feel like we keep jumping on Josh Allen a little bit, but it's part of why he's great. Patrick Mahomes takes the shots. Herbert sometimes takes the shots. Burrow, like, I don't know. Kirk Cousins is just, he's not that guy. He's not that guy, pal. All right, now let's get into the divisional round then. Four spicy games for the most part. Oh, uh, my God. On this upcoming uh, weekend slate, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars who travel to Arrowhead Stadium to face the Kansas City Chiefs. That will be on Saturday at 4.30. Following that game on Saturday night, the New York Giants are traveling back to Lincoln Financial Field. The link. The link. Uh, to take on the Philadelphia Eagles who are coming off a bye. The Cincinnati Bengals start out the Sunday slate at 3 p.m. Uh, to t- they go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, and then finally, to round out the Sunday slate, uh, the Dallas. This is just so typical. By the way, I'm sorry, I did. I meant to say something when I was going through uh, the wild card round. 
the scheduling uh, for this past weekend was uh, so stupid. So stupid. Monday night football is the prime time slot, in my opinion. Um, and why they put Dallas versus Tampa Bay, two teams that were struggling for the past couple of weeks, Tampa Bay limped into the playoffs, is beyond me. The only reason they did it is because it's Tom Brady versus America's team. And they did the same exact thing with this week. Sunday night football, prime time slot for this weekend probably. Yeah. And it's the old classic matchup of San Francisco versus Dallas. Remember the 90s? Yeah. Well, was that 80s, the 90s? late 80s. I think it was the 80s. Remember? Oh, no, they had they had some good battles in the 90s too. That was like Aikman, Irvin, Dion versus Steve Young and T.O. Shut up! <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm so sick of it. Like, get real. Put the Jags and Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Well, yeah, that's that's honestly the only... Uh, or the Bengals and Bills should be Sunday Night Football. Yeah, the, the, the true downside to the Cowboys being decent is that they are... We are bombarded with Cowboys yeah. games and, and primetime, and they're just not that interesting. I mean... I gave them their flowers, so now I can say that they're not an interesting watch. I, I totally agree. This is a lackluster uh, final finale for the weekend, i got to say. I, th- I think, I think that game. just to, well, just to go into the NFC East a little more, I'd rather watch the Giants the Eagles-Giants game in, oh, prime, in that primetime slot, but it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, we're get we're getting that one Saturday night, so it's it's fine. All right, let's start out Jacksonville versus Kansas City. How much of a chance do you think the Jags have here? Uh, really not much. You don't think so? I think this is the only game in this well, slate. This is why it leads off? Yeah, it's the only one where it's uh, the it's writing is just seemingly on the wall. Yeah, uh, I commend the Jaguars for a a playoff victory. I think you have a lot to be excited about. Uh. I think the Chiefs are on a war path right now to go get a second ring from Mahomes. So I won't rule anything out, especially with this team. They just overcame a twenty-seven point deficit. It'd be pretty miraculous if, if they if they be. did it. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with you. Uh, Chiefs are coming off a rested week. Uh, I think this one should be pretty cut, uh, cut dry. Is that the same? Cut and dry. Cut and dry. Thank you, Al. Um, yeah, let's not spend too much more time on this game. Uh, the next one is Philadelphia and New York. Uh, I don't know. I can't get into this one. It's a little more spicy for me. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's outside of Bills Bengals, which I think is the spiciest of the weekend. I think this would be runner up. I I, I think San Francisco and Dallas is going to be a good game. It's going to be really interesting to see how Brock Purdy does in that one. The pressure is starting to amount. For him. Uh, I just, I just think with the Eagles, um, they've been struggling recently. I think towards the end of the season, you start to see like a little wobbly, some injuries came finish, through, right? And I, I think they will win the game, but I, I don't know, man. The giant, the Giants have that little. They have more of that like come in and spoil the game kind of vibe to me than the Jaguars this weekend. If they did, that'd be pretty miraculous also, but the Eagles have had a sensational year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely see the Niners as number one in the NFC, but I don't know. I think this one's a little bit more of a of a, of a debatable outcome than the other ones. I'll it leave will, it at that. It will be interesting to see, is Jalen Hurts 100%? Is Lane Johnson coming back? Who knows? That's obviously a huge key to this. Uh you know, you got Kayvon Thibodeau on one side who didn't have a bad game against the Vikings. I mean, it's not horrible, but uh, I, I I agree. I think this one will be interesting. I just, I can't, like, I can't see it right now. Um, but Saquon did look really good, and I think he's going to be the key to this game. Uh, you know, it, it feels like if you're able to take the weight off Daniel Jones's shoulder and he just goes out and makes, you know, decent plays, then you should be good. We touched on it that this is just a classic Giants team right now. Yeah. Good coaching, above average quarterback who takes off in the playoffs, good run game, good defense. Yeah. Um, all right. It's all there. Cincinnati and Buffalo. 
This should, I mean, this is going to be one of the biggest games of the season. This is zombie. <laughs> uh, we almost had a chance to see it a couple weeks ago, but unfortunately, the the whole ordeal with Demar Hamlin happened, which um, it will be interesting. Uh, you know, he wasn't able to come to the game this past Sunday, but if he is in the stadium this upcoming Sunday, oh yeah, it's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be an emotional game for both these teams, really. Yeah, you know, like I, I think it will be really interesting to see that aspect uh, and how much the crowd gets into it, how hard both these teams play. Um, the biggest thing right now, I I don't know where the Cincinnati offensive line is going to be at. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's pretty banged up. Uh, I'm blank on the dude from the Cowboys who came over. Tyron Smith. No. I guessed. Um, Out, though. They did not look good this past Sunday night against the Ravens. I felt like they were getting to uh, Joe Burrow very quickly. Baltimore does blitz a lot. I feel like that's kind of... Both of them having kind of a lackluster uh, wild card weekend has taken me out of uh, my excitement for this game just a little bit. I, I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a great game, and they're really fun to watch. But like, I think if they both just like beat the brakes off of the teams that they're playing in the wild card, it'd be like I think the uh, level of excitement would be a lot higher for me. They both because to me it was just like they're both teams who kind of have some problems right now and like i don't think they're at their the height of their powers and the quarterbacks are obviously great both of them but uh, i think i think the teams themselves are a little shaky uh well that should make for a great game yeah i i i, I think it's going to be a great watch for sure yeah. I, I i gotta say this is probably the only game of wild card or, sorry of the divisional round that uh i'm happy with whoever wins yeah because uh, i'm like I'm, I'm game to see buffalo go to the championship also Getting to watch Cincy go back, like I'm, I'm cool with it. I think both teams are a lot of fun. I, I would love to see um, Joe Burrow get another crack at it, but I think um, what I really want to see is a rematch between Kansas City and Buffalo again. It was an excellent game. The downfall, though, is that that bullshit would be at a neutral site, which kind of sucks. Um, but I understand it. Uh, well. Not really. It's a little convoluted, but it's okay. <laughs> um, rounding it out. Rounding it out. Dallas travels to San Francisco. I think this will be a good game. Yeah, it's just it's it's irksome that it's like, of course, it's the last game of the weekend. Of course, it's yeah. America's game of the week. The amount just of the highlights will yeah. show from previous 49ers and Dallas games from like the 90s and 80s is going to be off the charts. And you know they're... Yeah, the broadcast is licking their chops because Dak Prescott actually played a good game against Tampa. Yeah. So they're going to be. I, I think that's that. the real question with this. I mean, who are we going to get from Dallas? Are we going to get shitbag Prescott or are we going to get Dak Prescott? I don't. I really don't think this is much of a mystery. I think the Niners are just going to keep rolling. I think so too. I, they haven't shown like they. To me, why would Dallas be the team that's gonna that's gonna like end their season? You know what I mean? Like I know the last year the game kind of came down to the wire, but like, come on, <laughs> like what are we doing here? Yeah, they didn't have Glock Purdy back there either. Exactly. Jimmy G. So or McCaffrey or fully healthy defense mostly. You know or what I mean? Debo. Well, no, they, they, they had Debo. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, I I think that should be a good game, but I agree with you. I think San Francisco will squeak this out somehow. And uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But Dallas has got their work cut out for him. I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to rely on that run game with Zeke back there. But Pollard's good, too, though. I mean, Pollard is good, absolutely. He had but some great runs last night. This is going to have to be like a career game for Dak if they're going to go into San Francisco and beat them somehow. Let's really quick before getting into follow the money. Yeah. Because this will just be completely disconnected from, from that. Let's just do who we think is going to be in the championship round for each for each conference. Okay. What's your matchup? KC versus Buffalo. Spicy Dallas versus Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going to go KC versus Cincy. I think Buffalo's done after this week. We'll see. And it's going to be uh, San Francisco versus the New York Giants. Wow, you that's, got real saucy with yours. That's my guess. All right. Uh, let's get into following the money. Follow the money. Divisional round. It's going to be a very slick board. And Al, this is also 
the last follow of the money. Pay me, bitch. Follow the money this season. Let's recap last week first, though. Uh, you had uh, Seattle plus nine and a half. Did not hit, unfortunately. Yikes. You had Cincinnati minus eight and a half. Almost got there. Mm. Very close. Uh, and then finally, you had Jacksonville money line. Love that. Big dub. Love that. I had the over in New York and Minnesota, which uh, skyrocketed on over, including all of these fucking games for this past weekend. Not all of them, but a lot of them went way over, which was really interesting to see. Uh, I took the under in San Francisco and Seattle. San Francisco single-handedly. <laughs> um, got the uh, over for that one. And then I took Buffalo minus 13. Um Thank you, Buffalo. Uh, but finally, thank you, Buffalo, for lock of the week. Uh, Buffalo over three and a half total touchdowns. Um, it was never in doubt, but I did have a moment of panic thinking I jinxed it when I texted yeah. Al after the first quarter. <laughs> after saying, you texted me, free money. Free money. <laughs> <laughs> and then they didn't score again for like, I don't know, like another 20 minutes of the game. Oh, so that brings the year to dates up to 25 and 23 for me, 23, 24, and 1 for you. Lock of the week improves to 9 and 3. So, Al, for you to uh, at least tie or win this week, you need to have a good week. You need to go at least 2 and 1 to tie and me go 0 and 3, or uh, 3 and 0, and you would need uh, me to go 1 and 2 to tie. Well, actually, I think you would have a better record if. You tied me, yes. Because I'd have the half point, right? you'd have the half point. Uh, and then to beat me, no. Yeah, you just need to tie me. How about this? We This is our this is our playoff, uh, playoff finale so. this here. This is a huge week. Damn. All right. Yeah, damn big week. Love that. Uh, all right. The board, over-unders. We have Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, that one is at 51 and a half. The New York Giants are traveling to Philadelphia. That is at 48 and a half. Cincinnati, Buffalo, 50 and a half. Jacksonville uh, for the spreads. Jacksonville is plus eight and a half in Kansas City. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to Buffalo, as I mentioned. Uh, Buffalo is minus five, I think I wrote. Yeah. Uh, and then Dallas and San Francisco. San Francisco are four point favorites. And then finally, the New York Giants are plus 280 against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cincinnati Bengals are plus 190 against the Buffalo Bills. And Dallas is plus 165 against San Francisco. This is like the first time in a while where there are a couple of things on here where it's like, ooh, I like that one. Ooh, I like that one. Like, I, I have lots of spots I could go. Absolutely. I love to hear that. Uh, so I believe I went... Two and one. Two. No. We both went one and two. Uh, all right. Well, since I have the better record, I go first. Uh, give me. <laughs> I got a feeling this is gonna come down to the last one. Give me Dallas plus four. Love that number. Love that plus four. Love that four number. You guys feel me on that? So I cannot touch that game, right? Uh, no. You can take San Francisco minus four, but you cannot take Dallas plus four. Okay. Uh, give me the over in New York Philly. Ooh. I think uh, I don't think that's I think that's the least intimidating member on here and I like this game I, I just kind of finished how I'm talking about how I like this game so absolutely let's go with that totally 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 agree my guy um, either one of us can fucking talk right now holy <laughs> shit <laughs> oh man I'm getting a little loosey uh, I believe the Buffalo Bills let up 31 points to Skylar Thompson last week. Skylar Thompson, of all people. Give me the over in Cincinnati and Buffalo at 50 and a half. Both offenses are somewhat rolling. Um, and Well, shit. That means if I like it, I should probably take the opposite. Nope. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm taking the over. Uh, all right, Al. All right, um, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Jags to cover the spread. Ooh. I th it's kind of saucy. It's kind of out there. I Small cooking. I think. <sighs> no, you know what? No, fuck it. Reverse oh, that. Reverse that. that. Kansas City to cover. Kansas City Kansas to cover. Kansas City on the other side. I 
jumped the gun a little early there and I talked myself out of it in my brain. So <laughs> let's just go with the Chiefs. Let's not overthink it. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. King ISS. Oh. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. Because the board is so thin, obviously we're overlapping a lot of these games. It was the same deal as last week, but this week it's even harder because we only have four games. It was incredibly difficult to make this board this week. But I see an opportunity here. I see an opportunity to uh, possibly give you the title for the year. And I see a possibility to make something really unique happen. I'm taking Dallas Moneyline and I'm doubling the fuck down. I I gotta admit I was thinking similar with the Giants and the Eagles here, um, but Ooh. a little too scared to do it, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I, I commend you for your for your bravery. I gotta I gotta you know put my nuts back on the table um, and really give you an opportunity to uh, steal something from me here. Well. Uh, while you zig, I zag. I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers to cover. Oh! Have a little bit of head-to-head. You know, believe it or not, this is... Uh, we introduced this aspect to Fall Money this season. It's been extremely rare that we have a head-to-head matchup. I never... Yeah, I never think to... I guess I never really thought to do it that much, but maybe, maybe going forward I will. It is pretty fun. Yeah, we both pick quite a few wrong games, so there's a good chance that <laughs> that you'll a- oh. actually go pretty well on it. You know, Al, it's it's the last follow the money. Should we put the lock of the week and follow the money? No. Oh, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> All right. No. Let's go ahead and recap the picks for you. Um, in the over unders, Al has over forty eight and a half points in the New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles. I have the over in. Cincinnati and Buffalo at 50 and a half. The uh, spreads Al has the Kansas City Chiefs minus eight and a half. That is a KISS pick. Keep it simple, stupid. In Dallas and San Francisco, we are opposite sides this week. We are at war. I have Dallas plus four. Al has San Francisco minus four. And then finally, to wrap it all out, we have the first ever Follow the Money double down. Not only do I have Dallas plus four, but I also have Dallas plus one sixty-five. Be sure to tune into the outro when you can hear Al's lock of the week. And let's go ahead. Let's get into a little Lions talk. Let's go Lions! Okay, Al, Lions talk. It's gonna be the, the shortest one of the year, probably. Honestly, <laughs> There's, there is not a whole lot to talk about this week. But Lions fans, it's all right. We have one little interesting thing uh, to talk about real quick. I don't know how interesting it is to some of you, but Dan Campbell was on Peyton and Eli last night uh, during Monday Night Football. I went ahead and I watched it, um, and honestly, uh, it was not great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, They did not ask him a whole lot of questions. You know, I get Peyton and Eli. I watch it from time to time. it's it's just fun. Like they don't ask any serious questions. They kind of brought up his old playing days, like what he would be doing in this situation. Uh, it was really funny. Obviously, um, who's Dallas's kicker? Oh, Brent Meyer. Yeah, whatever his name is. Um, he was having a night. Yeah, uh, tough night. Jerry Jones said he's not getting cut. By the way. Well, I, he was fantastic during the regular season. He had an off night. It happens. Whatever. Um, but there was one really funny moment where he missed like that chip shot field goal, and it kind of looked like Dan was really trying to hold back a smile and like, trying to stop himself from laughing. But it was really funny. Uh, I'm sure all of the listeners are cracking up over my retelling of that. Yeah, no, I'm about to fall asleep. So is there anything <laughs> to uh, to recap on this one? Oh. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's move to our next segment. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about the real saucy bit of Lions news this week, if any. Oh man, uh, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson was interviewed this past week by three teams, I believe. Uh, he was interviewed by the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Carolina Panthers. 
and rumors are swirling. Some reports are coming out that the Panthers are enamored with him and really want to sign him. Um, but there's also um, rumors that they are trying to get Sean Payton in the door, so who knows there. Uh, I wanted this discussion not to lead into really um, like what are the Lions going to do? How are they going to replace Ben Johnson? I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm sure we'll be able to figure out something. I wanted this to lead into a discussion about NFL head coaching and uh, kind of like the state of where we're at currently, and I wanted to get your take on this, Al. I feel like there's way too many uh, young white guys who have a couple good seasons at OC or quarterback coach and then get a head coaching job. Uh, this is evident with the LA Rams, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos. No, not them. Well, Nathaniel Hackett. Eh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't Quarterback's call him, coach from not not what I think of when I think a young stud, but yeah. Well, he was <laughs> as heralded as one, yeah. uh, and then quickly panned out as not one. I I, I understand what you're saying, though. But okay. there there seems to be a template now for what an NFL head coach should be, and it's a young white guy. Uh, not that that matters, but it sort of does. Um, young white guy who is offensive minded uh, and doesn't have a whole lot of experience actually coaching head teams. Um, well, it, you know, as far as the young OC angle of it goes, it's kind of just because it's it's been working for a lot of teams. And, you know, you have a spot where you can pair up the QB and the young coach and they can, you know, they can be there for the next 10 years, hopefully. Right. I mean, I, I think like that's kind of the desirable outcome. I think the problematic areas more so with the fact that they are all young white head coaches and not a lot of, uh, you know, coaches of different ethnicities are getting the same amount of opportunities. Uh, one that comes to mind is Eric B who has interviewed for a mm. heck of a lot of jobs. And for some reason it never seems to go anywhere. So that's a little bit of a problem, or yeah. actually, it's a lot of bit of a problem. But well, we don't know the full story there. I mean, he has a good gig, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's been Patrick Mahomes' OC for almost as long as he's been in the league, and like Patrick Mahomes has been Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what what more proof do you need that he could probably do a pretty good job with the well, team? Maybe he really likes winning. I I don't know, man. I think that there's some there's some. Uh, stinky cheese going on there in, in the league. So? I, I don't do. know. I do. I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like that's a really good gig, right? I mean, we saw what happened with Matt Nagy. Well, why is he interviewing then? He's interviewed pretty much every offseason mm. for the last couple of years. I, oh, that, yeah. It's now? it's not that he, it's a, a gotcha moment. Well, it's a really <laughs> good gig, but like as a coach, you want to take the next step. I, I've seen that Brian Flores has been interviewed uh, for Cleveland's DC job, which actually Jim Caldwell, or not Jim Caldwell, I'm sorry, Jim Schwartz. Ended up getting, uh, he's their DC now. Jim Schwartz got the DC position. Shocking, That's crazy. But I just think, I just think the template right now is just the league is so offense heavy, and you're seeing guys like Mike McDaniel come in and and do a great job. And it's like, why if you have a young QB, why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, I think that's why the Panthers make a lot of sense because Ben Johnson's the hot name right now, and like, you know, they're they're probably looking to draft the QB. With their top choice, maybe they'll maybe they'll make a splash in the offseason with with a veteran, but I I, I kind of doubt it. If I'm the Panthers, though, I'm I'm kind of just maybe trying to get a veteran and then stick with Steve Wilkes, to be honest, because they they were cooking at the end of the year. They they had Steve Wilkes did a damn good job. They had an identity for sure, and they were winning games that they had no business winning, and that's always a good sign with a bad team. So if I were that, but they're they're starving to be relevant. So like Steve Wilkes and Derek Carr or Jimmy G is not uh, relevant. (laughs) So I get that. I would say Derek Carr is, I mean, he has, he's had some good seasons. Everybody thinks that Derek Carr is such a schlup. And like, I don't know, man, I, I I would take a chance on him with a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, have a market. He's probably, he's probably in this off season. He's probably the most, 
like desirable, desirable veteran agent. QB. Probably. I would I would put Tannehill up there too, honestly. No, I wouldn't. He fell off a cliff, I think, this year. I don't know about that. He had some injuries. Um so what a Lions segment that was. I mean, really. Ben Johnson. Said I was done talking Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, there's a lot of great off-season conversation for the league in general, but how does this relate to our lovable Detroit Lions? Well, we went a different route. We took an absolute psycho and <laughs> made him our head coach. Uh, it seems to be working out A-OK at the moment. Um but you do wonder how much of the offense was ran by Ben Johnson. Yeah, it's in, uh, it's interesting season. you said that you're like, if we lose him, it'll be fine. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's been here two years. I mean, we got a shit ton of information from him. You know, how hard yeah. is it to kind of recreate that? But I, I, I do agree. He, You know what's so funny is that he was a Patricia hire. He's probably like the lone survivor from that era. No, and, uh, and uh, uh, Frank... Uh, Frank Haley, the uh, offensive line coach. Line coach, yeah. Who knows? Maybe that guy fucking becomes OC. Deuce Staley, I would probably guess, is the next in line. Um, but, you know, it will be interesting to see what they end up doing. But I feel like we got a lot out of Ben Johnson and, and some creative play calls. Selfishly, I, I obviously want, you know, him to be our OC next year. But, I I mean, if you've already got a couple teams coming after you and Panthers are enamored quotes, I mean, that's pretty good. Sean Payton is really going to be the the coach that determines the landscape because mm-hmm. the second that he says he wants to go to the Chargers or the Cardinals or the Broncos or the Broncos, like that's going to determine everyone else's actions. He's interviewing, air quotes, interviewing right now with the, uh, some teams. And I mean, what's your educated guess right now as to Sean Payton's destination? Because apparently a first round pick is going to be involved too because. The Saints still have his rights as a as a coach, so they're asking for a mid first round pick for him, which is crazy. I was gonna say Denver, but I guess that's out the window. Um, they they can make it work. Yeah, probably. But uh, I think Denver would be. They got that Walmart money. <laughs> I think Denver would probably be the most ideal for Sean Payton. Um, I don't fucking think so. Are you serious? Yeah, I, dude, Russell. I was saying look, Ryan Tannehill fell off a cliff. Russell Wilson fell oh, off a okay, cliff. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Russell Wilson had a dog shit season. But hear me out. Um, Denver's defense is a championship caliber defense right now. Um, you can't really add any more from the draft, but that is a very solid defense. Throughout. True. True. They have weapons on offense. I don't know how good their offensive line is. I don't think it's that good, but maybe there's some. Well, I don't know. You probably. Probably fucked yourself in the cap space area with that extension you gave Russell. You also have to play the AFC West. You also have to play in the AFC West, but I'm going to guess that Sean Payton wants a challenge. And Denver's offense was starting to click at the end of the season once they got rid of Nathaniel Hackett. So Den- I think there was a lot of that on Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I know the, the Brinks truck – uh, the Walmart truck full of money uh, will definitely be the biggest from the Broncos for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Chargers are wanting to spend twenty million dollars a year on Sean. I don't Payton. think they're going to fire Staley. I don't either, day, which I, is ludicrous. I, if you could go, I mean, if I'm the Chargers GM and I shoot Sean Payton a message, and I would say like scale of one to ten, how interested? If I'm getting like a six, Staley's out the door. To me, the Cardinals make the most sense. To be honest, yeah. Because Kyler, I know he's probably going to miss. They're breaking it down. I know he's going to miss a good chunk of of the beginning of next year. But like, dude's in his prime. If he has a great coach, coach him. He could be pretty good. They're. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, New GM. D-Hop, no head coach at the moment. D hops on the market. On the market. Yeah. I would F- go there. Future New England Patriot. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. No shot he goes in New England, bro. He, he loves Bill, dude. Ugh. Who? D-Hop. Who? There's no shot he loves Bill. Oh, that's... Come on. If he goes anywhere in the NFC North besides the Detroit Lions, I'm... 
I don't know what I'll do to myself. So, so how about we round it out with a hypothetical uh, Lions D-Hop uh, deal? What would you give up for D-Hop? Mm. Keep in mind, I think the Cardinals initially got him from the Texans for like... Two firsts? No, not even a one first. I think it was like a second round and third round pick. It was like a bargain and, bin trade. And David Johnson. Yeah, it was a bargain <laughs> bin trade at the time. Um... I give up a I give up a high two. I don't think we have a high two actually. If we're like mid, depending mid on what two. they're looking for, I would be willing to give up one eighteen. Wow. Um, but I would need a third tacked on to D Hop and sixth. Okay. I would do one eighteen for D Hop, uh, third and a sixth. Talking playoffs, all podcast, and we rounded out with a hypothetical <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins to Detroit deal. <laughs> that would never happen. No. No. Um, you know, since we're just riffing now, <laughs> do you think um, Do you think this is the last draft that uh, we start building through the draft? Yeah, I think I think this offseason you're going to start seeing a couple of, like, actual sizable – well, I don't know about a couple – I think you'll start to see some deals that actually are like, okay, they're they're in contention mode now. It's not like we're like trying to get like fringe players to be starters anymore in free agency, like an Alex Anzalone. Like you know, we're not just only building the draft. I think you're gonna have one more really good draft to like solidify the I roster. Think that's what they're gonna do too. But like, I think you're gonna pick up some nice free agents too. I, I, but I don't know. Brad Holmes is hard to predict. He he kind of is. He kind of yeah. So. They have some cap space to work with, but they don't have a whole lot, right? Uh, up until the point, this 6-1 where they can unload a ton of contracts that don't make any sense, and then they can start <clears throat> uh, extending certain players, yeah, which they'll need to. If the season starts out hot next year, I think he's going to start wheeling and dealing picks. And start getting some notable guys that are on the market. I, uh, I love. I want to see more like Deshaun Elliotts, like guys who some, just like, like solid DBs. And he's young too. I mean, it's like th- those are the kind of players. Like that is a smart free agency acquisition. You know what I mean? Like that's like I want to see more of that stuff, and not necessarily like let's go over all the Brinks truck for big name. Like I think you still need to fill up the roster a little bit, but. I'm glad we're riffing because you just made me think of another Lions hypothetical that's very hot in the market right now. Um, what would you be willing to give up for Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, I, you know, I thought about that too a little bit, uh, especially since there's the Rams connection there. Yeah. Uh, I, I would give up 118 for him. Ooh, interesting. Because, I, or maybe like, maybe like, shit, I'd even do 118 and Okuda. I, I'd send them uh, both. <laughs> Out the door with you. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that. And then draft a stud DB at six. Yeah. Yeah. You're cooking. We're cooking with fire. That would be so hype. Uh, I think I would love that. I don't know. Jalen had a bad year, but I don't know. That whole defense was kind of shite, truth be told. I mean, he that, – that last game, he looked pretty good. Seahawks game. Recency biased. But, yeah, he had a nice game. Besides oh, so that bullshit penalty, but um, all right, let's close this show out. This was an absolute whirlwind <laughs> of a line segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to Gridiron Zero's podcast. You got anything? Uh, all right, you took too long. This is insane. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on TikTok. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, it is now the moment you've all been waiting for. The lock of the week is nine and three on the year. If you bet a hundred dollars on every lock of the week, you would be up twelve hundred dollars. I don't hey. know that for a fact, but anyway, Al, <laughs> the lock of the week is. Uh, we are going to go further into this Giants Eagles game that intrigues Ooh. me quite a bit. Love it. We are going to ride with a two or more touchdowns prop for. A Mr. Saquon Barkley, uh, plus five fifty currently on DraftKings. So wow, that's some good juice. Not bad. And uh, yeah, he looked at like he was in playoff form this last game, and I'm excited to watch more. Part of me kind of wanted to take a Daniel Jones prop, but 
Uh, I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze at this particular point. So. I love it. You went with a real juicy prop pick. That's that's fantastic. Okay, um, we will catch you on the next one. We'll be back here, same time, same place, next week uh, to recap the divisional round and preview our conference championships. We're so close to the Super Bowl, I can almost taste it. And let's let's really hammer down a hypothetical scenario for a DeAndre Hopkins to the Detroit Lions <laughs> trade. Let's really do our homework, make sure we come ready to talk about that, because that was really the highlight of the episode for me. Okay, I could not tell if you were being sarcastic up until that last sentence. Um, all right, make good choices, make good decisions. We will catch you on episode 66. Later.